Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. Hey, it's Brett with the Only in OK show. Well, Live Center Adult Day Services is having an adaptive artisan fair coming up next Saturday. And here to talk about it, not only the, the, the fair, but the program itself, is the executive director and my cousin, <laughs> Mary Beth Uthier. Hey, how are you? You doing all right? I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing good. So tell us a little bit about the fair coming up. Well, we are trying to raise some money. So we're hosting um, a fair that not only allows us to raise money, but it also helps kind of showcase what we do at the Life Center. So our participants, as well as residents and participants at other facilities kind of similar to ours, are working on different art projects that you might see at your regular county fair. Right. Um, but we are adapting the rules to meet their abilities. So once they get everything created, we'll display it at the fair. And then the folks that come to enjoy the fair will actually get to vote on the items through $1 votes to help us decide who wins the grand prize at the Ooh. fair. So what is the yeah. grand prize? So you don't even know what the grand prize is. What, what what might one expect out of a grand prize possible? Well, really all our participants are looking for is to be able to say that they won. So they basically get to say that and say that my my art raised the most money. Wow. I wish golly, I wish I could just I could I would be okay. I, I'm just I'm so competitive. It's like I'm always I'm always aiming for the big whether it's a t shirt or it's the unlimited uh, burritos. You know, I'm always aiming <laughs> for the biggest best thing. Sometimes it's you know, honestly I think sometimes just the bragging rights should be enough just to be able to like like you said, just to be able to say I raised the most money. Should God, a simpler time. Would, it is. It gosh. is. For our participants, we play games and such during the day. And it's always about who won the game. Yeah. I love that. I really like that about this program. So what else can could we expect at the Artisan Fair? Well, we're also going to have a few other side fundraisers. So we have a jail and bail fundraiser going on. Um, many of the community members in the Stillwater area have fake warrants out for their arrest. And so they're being arrested for silly things like crazy dance moves or not being a morning person or yeah. weird stuff like that, you know. And well, some I, of them have been actually nominated by their peers to be in jail. Uh, not to be too inside baseball, but who nominated Jackson? <laughs> I nominated my own son for not picking up the chicken eggs. I was like, he's awful. I was looking at the rest of the people that are trying to get bailed out or whatever. I was like, he's the youngest one of the group, but I've I've also heard that he's he's got a little bit of an attitude too. So I figured it made it made sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know what? He's almost out, I, and I think he's raised the most money so far. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, well, this I anyhow, mean, they're they're getting bailed out. There's a two hundred and fifty dollar minimum bail for those folks. So it's fun. They're having a lot of fun with it. Well, it looks like a ton of fun, but I think it's the bigger question, you know, and you and I talked about it off the air. This is a program that not a lot of people know about, and the ones that do don't know enough and may just assume that it's, that it's a, an adult daycare. Can you give us a little bit of an idea of what, what the prog- program itself offers outside of activities such as the Artisan Fair? 
We offer respite to caregivers. Um, first of all, let me say this. I have been working in the long-term care industry for a little over 10 years. What I have found is over the last several years, there hasn't been an opportunity for people to save as much as they were for retirement oh, yeah. or the long-term care insurances aren't available and things like that. And so you're seeing more and more families that have no choice but to kind of be um, sandwich families. Right. You know, they're taking care of kids. The adult children are taking care of their kids right. and their parents at the same time. And I have been one of those people and mm-hmm. it's difficult. Yeah, You need a break. Oh yeah. But not only that, but your family member needs to be able to express themselves, enjoy things in life. And a lot of times when you're trying to work a full-time job and raise your other parts of your family, your loved one doesn't have opportunity. Right. You're meeting, to get you're, the meeting yeah, you're meeting their basic needs, but in terms of that, you know, the creativity and the activity and just kind of socializing with with people that are similar to them um, mm-hmm. it works wonders for for mental health on both ends, really. Absolutely. You know, a lot of times when I sit down with people that are new to the center, I want to get to know each individual that's going to come and spend the day with us because I want to know how I'm going to engage with them because it's going to be different for each person. And the number one thing that happens when I say, how does your loved one like to spend their day? They say, oh, they don't do anything. They watch TV. That might be true Mm -hmm. right now, but I want to know what were they interested in? 20, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What did they do for a living? Because maybe they're not interested in something right now, but I might be able to take them back to that time. And that's where I want them to be. Yeah. You see a lot of places do stuff that's similar in more extreme cases, like with, with Alzheimer's and things where they, Mm -hmm. they were a dancer or they were a musician and they may be completely non-communicative until the music comes on and then something happens Mm -hmm. and it just taps into that. And then once it's over, they kind of go back to the way they were. But I, I, I think that we overlook that so much. It, people did have a life before, before they became disabled or, 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 or unable to, to do some of the things that they love so much. And even just to give them a little bit of a taste of that, I think that, that just, you can just see their, their, the whole affect, their whole demeanor change. Right. Absolutely. We get that story all the time. I actually ran into somebody, it's crazy, at a garage sale one day. I introduced him to myself and my son and actually was a teacher of my son. And she was like, oh, by the way, dad, she runs the Life Center. And he said, you know, my mother went there. And I know for a fact that her attendance at the Life Center added three years to her life. Wow. So yeah, how, how how long has the Life Center been doing this? Actually, the Life Center has been open in Stillwater for 40 years. We just celebrated wow. our 40th anniversary. Yeah. Man, that's that you know when you think of a lot of those programs, you, you go back 40 years and you think about, you know, mental mental health is and things like that. I'm not saying they're all I'm not saying it I'm not grouping it in with mental health, but oftentimes 40 years ago even, mm-hmm. they would end up in a retirement community or a nursing home situation and discarded mm-hmm. in the fact that We've evolved so much now that we're not we're, we're not trying to store store loved ones now. We're we're finding right. them activities and places to go again and be with people. Like you said, if it adds three years to someone's life, if it, if it adds ten years to someone's life, then I think it's worth it. Absolutely, 
you know, especially with the aging population, um, you know, you're looking at end of life. I mean, let's just face it. At some point, our lives end. And I've always felt like it's, it's my role to make sure that we enhance that life. So whether they are getting the best out of that, or are they just going to sit at home and watch TV? I would like them to live their best life for as long as possible. Absolutely. So let me ask you, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, the uh, the older community and, and kind of, and them kind of, I, 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 well, I go on the Facebook page and I see people of all ages, all backgrounds. So it's not necessarily mm-hmm. just elderly people playing mm-hmm. bunko. Right. I mean, right. it's... <laughs> Well, we actually don't even play bunko. Well, but you're you know right. what I mean. Yeah. I mean, it, there are there are people. Yeah, we have developmental disabilities, intellectual disabilities, physical di- I mean, disabilities. I mean, all kinds of different abilities yeah. and disabilities that join us. I think something that a lot of people don't think about, and um, something that I recently had started thinking about, you could end up in a situation where you need 24-hour care. Yeah at any given time in your life. You don't have to be elderly to become disabled. A car accident, a stroke, a brain bleed, any of those things can put you in a position to need that kind of care. And some of the individuals we work with, that's exactly what has happened. Mm -hmm. That kind of leads into my other question. What is the criteria? Now, obviously, you you accept people from all walks of life, all disadvantages, Mm -hmm. advantages. What is their, what's the cutoff? Where, where do you have to kind of draw the line and say, we would love to have them here, but what is, is there a, it, they just take too much care? Right. So, yeah. So the way that we look at that is if it is not safe for you to take care, care of them at home, then we can't take care of them at the day center. Okay. Some people have a hard time gauging what that actually looks like. So um, really, if it takes more than two people to help them transfer, they have aggressive behaviors or, you know, we're not able to keep them indoors, um, things like that, where they might need a little bit more care that we can provide. I'm telling you, I, I had no idea, you know, and we talked again a little bit off the air about programs like this, you know, and they're kind of sprinkled throughout. Uh, the state of Oklahoma. I had no idea that this even existed. I knew when you went to go work for them, I wasn't a hundred percent. I didn't invest. I didn't invest the time to, mm-hmm. and I think that's probably why there's a, not a lot more places like this because people just assume that it's a, you know, it, it, it's a mother's day out for old people mm-hmm. and it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so much more than that. But one of the reasons I think there aren't a whole lot of day centers is there, it's definitely not profitable, um, which is why we're a nonprofit. The idea of it is to provide a lower cost for care. Mm -hmm. Right now, people can get on state assistance to help pay for adult day, but the state only pays about $10 and 40 cents per hour. So we can't charge anybody more than that because that just wouldn't be right. Right. So, you know, we talked a little bit about um, some fundraising uh, that's going on right now, some raising of the money that's being raised during the fair itself. But where do you, where does the funnel start? Who feeds you guys? If, if it's not down the street or up the block, 
where do you get your biggest donations through? I mean, are you guys a hub through someone else? Well, so there's a few things. Well, first of all, we are pay per service. Um, so we do charge a minimal fee that okay. $10 and 40 cents an right. hour. So, but a lot of our folks, they, they receive funding through DHS or the Advantage program, um, or DDS. And so even the veterans aid in attendance or not aid in attendance, there's a program through the veterans administration that does assist with adult day. So we do get funding coming in through there. If a participant doesn't qualify for those services, but they also can't afford our services, we will figure out a way to get them a scholarship through these donations that come in. So we are a partner with the Payne County United Way. Mm -hmm. And so that's where a good chunk of our money comes from. So if you're supporting the United Way, um, one thing that everybody should understand is that you're actually supporting a lot of different agencies within your community that wouldn't have that funding otherwise. So the United Way is first and foremost. But then we also apply for other grants. So we have a local uh, CREC, which is a electric co-op here. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they have a grant that we received this year. We get a grant through Disciples of Christ Foundation, uh, the Anderson Foundation as well, which is out of Texas. But so we just apply for different grants. Those are the biggest funds that we come in. We have donors, unfortunately for us. Many of our donors have been donors for 40 plus years and yeah. some of them are starting to pass away. And so, right. you know, we're, we're out there hitting the streets trying to get the word out that we're here and we're trying to take care of the community and we can't do that without the funds. Well, I, I know of the little foundation up there that you probably ought to tap into since you're so in love with the program. Uh, the Team Boom <laughs> Pickens Foundation. You ever. <laughs> <laughs> I have Sorry. heard of that, yes. Sorry. I, I hear they got a couple dollars laying around. I don't know. You might have to talk to, to his kids about that. But no, but I really, I, I'm going to use, I'm going to say it. I really dig what you guys are doing up there. My, my other question is too is you, you talk about scholarships and, and, and helping out people that maybe, may or may not be able to afford the services. Is there a sliding scale of, of the amount of participants per day or, how do you get, you know, if, if somebody showed up and said, I would like to take part in your program, well, the list is full this week, come back next week, or how does, how does that work? Well, it really depends on who's attending which days. Sure. Um, we are licensed for 40. So we're actually, we're licensed by the state of Oklahoma. So it's very similar to a situation like childcare. They come in and they inspect our facility. They make sure that you know, we're passing our medications outright, that we have the orders that we need for people. Because not only are we providing activities, but we are also, you know, giving people their medications when their families aren't available to okay. do so. We're helping people in the restroom and things uh, like that. So they're making sure we're safe. Right. But we have people that come one or two days a week. We have some that come Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. when we open till 5.30 p.m. when we close. Wow. So they all have kind of a scheduled situation. Right. And so somebody might come and say, hey, I want to come Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Well, I'm going to look at my schedule and see, you know, do I have space Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then allow them or just tell them what days I have. Yeah. And then when the opening's open, they could come in. Now, I think another question that people might have is you talk about administering medication, but is there like a an LPN on staff, a CNA, an RN? Do we, what type of a what type type of medical assistance do you guys 
and gals provide if if necessary? Right. So we have an RN that just consults. So she comes anytime I call her in, anytime we have a new admission, things like that, to review the medications, review their orders and things to make sure that the CNAs that we work with are providing the care as ordered from the doctor. And so those are our main staff. And then we have medication administration technicians. Mm -hmm. And so they can help with passing the medications as well. And then myself, and my assistant director, we're both licensed long-term care administrators. Oh, backup plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Mary Beth, I am so proud of how far you've come. I mean, honestly, you've been grinding Thank it you. out for a decade. I mean, you have really, you've really, the sky's the limit. I mean, the fact that you've taken control of this, they, they, they hand you the reins to, t- to be executive director. I think you're killing it up there. I think you're right where you need to be. You're doing great things. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. But let me l- l- I'll ask a couple of closing questions here real quick. So, Mary Beth, if, if somebody can't make it to, uh, to the artisan fair and, and can't hand you a check directly, what are some links and ways that people can donate to you more specifically. I mean, they could they could donate through United Way, but what if they wanted to give you all money directly? How could they do that? So we have PayPal, um, and that's going to be under Living Improvement for the Elderly Incorporated. Okay. Um, but we also have a donor box, which has been shared on our Facebook page. And so you can click on the links on our Facebook page that will get you directly to our donor box. So our website has a link to our PayPal account. Um, You just click the Donate Here button, and the website is lifecenterads.org. Well, that doesn't sound like BS to me. It sounds like an opportunity to donate. Yes, absolutely. Well, Mary Beth, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show at late notice. But I wanted to tell you know I've been I've been thinking about we need to tell some more people about this place. You got this event coming up. It made sense. Girlfriend, you're killing it. Your Uncle John would say to you, money, speed, how fast you want to go. And I think you're doing it. Yeah. Well, I'm not not getting much money out of it. But you know what? That's not what I'm here for. I'm here for the people. Yeah. You got to. It's about when you're doing it. it, Money's nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. I gave yeah. up money a long time ago to to do mm-hmm. to do this podcast, but <laughs> no, we're we're super stoked. We're super proud of you, and um, I can't say enough. I really can't. Just keep just keep doing what you're doing. Thanks All for right. coming Thank on. Thank you and, so much. All right. Thank uh, you so much. All right. We'll talk, talk soon. Talk to you later. Right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye.